Hey everyone, welcome to episode 10 of the Skip It podcast. We're here to chat with you about episode 10 of the TV show Skippy named Time and Tide. I am here today with Ashwin. Hey. And Johnny. Hello. And my name's Lee. So for those who haven't listened before, we are going to be taking you through this episode, breaking it down, adding tidbits to it, little trivia pieces, but really just giving you our thoughts about the episode so you'll get a complete picture of what happens. The other thing we're going to do today is, for those who have been listening for the last nine weeks, we have been raising some questions around the behind the scenes stuff to do with Skippy the Bush Kangaroo, particularly around... Were they using corpses? <laughs> so at the end of this episode... What, what exactly were they using to do what they needed to do? Yes. How, how were they doing some of these shots in the 60s that today would probably be done with CGI, let's be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so at the end of the episode, we're going to answer some of those questions. But for now, this episode was directed by Eric Fullylove. He was a director from the 60s through to the 80s. He did about six episodes of Skippy. He also acted as a second unit director or an assistant director on about 10 episodes of the show. It was written by Michael Wright. He had a fairly short career in the 60s, all TV related. He did two episodes of Skippy, this one, and he also did the episode Poachers, which we've talked about before. The cast is a pretty standard group this time. There's no, no special guests. We have our core list of characters. Matt Hammond, played by Ed Devereaux. Jerry King, played by Tony Bonner. Mark Hammond, played by Ken James. And Sonny Hammond, Gary Pankhurst. We also have Skippy playing herself, as usual, one of nine. And Anna Steiner, the Doctor, played by Elke Neidhart. And we also have Clancy back again, played by Liza Goddard. Yeah. I thought it was interesting, no guest stars, because they get quite creative. And this episode had our villain as Mother Nature, which I thought was quite a cool twist. Mm, yes. Yeah. Also, um, I'm not sure if you were going to mention this, Lee, but it was um, apparently it's the last episode that Anna Steiner character mm. appears. But yeah, no, I actually had a note here that her character is referred to in several later <laughs> episodes. And uh, the last one of which is the episode called Date in Dalmar, when it's mm. mentioned that she's moved to Tasmania, which is yeah, interesting. I- I felt a little bit sad when I read that. Uh, so did I. Yeah, I was like, oh, we just barely got to know Anna. Um, Although Tasmania she... suits her. She's because she loves remote, obscure locations. She belongs yeah. in a bush out in and, Tassie somewhere. And she'd take a caravan too, so that's perfect for Tasmania as well. So I feel like that's also a place where you could shoot yourself in the face with a dart and no one would say anything. So <laughs> yeah. yeah. Everyone's addicted to tranquilizer darts <laughs> exactly. um, in, in um, Tasmania. And radio um, doesn't exist there, so she's not gonna get embarrassed about her skill. <laughs> no, and if she can't use a compass, who's gonna say anything? No. No one can use a compass. But yeah, no, I felt a little bit like, oh, dang it, we finally see you in a few times. And I thought she was going to be more of a regular, but you know, oh well. I think we know the truth. It was because she's a female, so they couldn't (laughs) have her on the show. Yeah, Yeah. they can't. They can't last more than like maybe three episodes or so. But she was really useful, though. That's what I thought because she was a doctor. So anyway, and also playing this, we need some kind of mother role in this series. I thought she was going to be that. She filled a little bit of that, but I think Clancy's going to. obviously move into that role maybe now yeah, yeah we'll, we'll definitely see that in future episodes if that's if that's anyway. true or not so this that's episode scary. it opens with sunny and clancy so clancy's immediately back in this episode She's, yeah. they're climbing down some rocks carrying some filming equipment skippy's already at the base of the mountain sunny offers to carry the camera because it's on a tripod he offers to carry it for her mm-hmm. and 
here we get our first Mena Superior comment where Sunny, who's easily half the size of Clancy when you look at them standing next to each other, tells her that they'd get where they needed to go quicker if she let him carry it. <laughs> and he I really mean, tries to grab it off her too. He's like, they've immediately, immediately positioned Clancy as the annoying one again. So it's just, ah, oh, she always has yeah. to be the annoying one. Yes. Never gets yeah. break through. Even though she's been given the responsibility by Dr. Steiner to carry it. Yeah. Exactly. So Clancy says, no, no, no. Dr. Steiner was very clear that Clancy isn't to let it out of her sight, out of her hands. It's a very expensive camera, came all the way from Germany. And Sunny then hearing this storms off with this, okay, when she tells him that it's not to do with trust. It's yep. just that she's given her word. She's going to stick to it. Yeah. So Sunny goes over to Skippy, points out that there's some swans in the lake and that he really doesn't think it's worth the effort of filming them because, you know, they're just, I guess he's familiar with animals. He sees them yeah. all the time, doesn't appreciate yeah. one from a different area, might not. Uh... I'm pretty sure she wants the photos because she says it's very rare for them to be in that area. So I think she's wanting to get Clancy to take photos scientifically to sort of, you know, capture that, I guess. That is progression um, from her previously wanting to capture, literally capture the animals yes, in cages. Yeah, true. Yeah. She just wants to vote, capture them in images now. Yeah. yeah. So Clancy goes over, sets up the tripod, she mentions. It has a telephoto lens, which is a you know ability to zoom in nice and close. And that lens is humongous. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like at least seven, eight inches. I don't know. It's pretty That accurate. was like a 2011 lens. I just, what's it doing <laughs> back in 1967? No, it looked, and that that thing there yeah, looked super expensive and not fixable if it broke. No, <laughs> yeah. They then give us a POV shot of her looking through the camera, which is a pretty good shot. So Skippy, meanwhile, while this is happening, she can sense something. And yep. that's probably the scary music because it was yep. that, that really does come on immediately. Immediately. Uh, but it's not the scary music. It's a rain spider, which I thought was a huntsman. Is that another yeah, name for a like, huntsman? Yeah. I, Maybe that is what a huntsman is. And the thing is, it dangled down. And I didn't know that um, huntsmen did that. I didn't think no. they had webs. No, no they did no. not. So potentially that is a different species of, of spider then. But essentially it was coming down from the tree with its web. And before she knows it, it's landed on her neck. And yeah, which is, it felt a little particularly aggressive for that spider. Normally they would retreat from us, but. Yeah, and I'm, I'm just looking it up, and apparently rain spiders, um, they pretty much do look identical to huntsmen's. I'm guessing not poisonous, because or... huntsmen aren't really poisonous. They just get really big, so they look Yeah, they're not scary. really a threat, but yeah, they're a bit creepy. That's, yes. I think, And the thing is, she gets frightened by it, so it doesn't yeah. really do anything bad which... to her. If we're being honest, most people, if a spider that big landed on your bare neck, would oh, probably yeah. freak out. Absolutely. So she she freaks out, as you'd expect, and in her you know scuffling around, she accidentally knocks the camera over. It falls all the way down off the cliff into the water. Oh, yeah. Sunny then, not being very supportive, kind of makes her feel stupid by saying, oh, it's only a rain spider. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> Why and... are you scared of that going down your neck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just because it's the size of a dinner plate. Who cares? <laughs> And then he turns a bit more helpful then and says, look, we can get down there, we'll get the camera, we'll dry it off, and Steiner won't even know the difference. Even though it isn't just splashed with water, it's completely submerged <laughs> in the lake. Under the water and Steiner and has done a science degree. She's going to notice little things like this. <laughs> and, yeah. and it's totally under the water that they can't see it as well. So... That's... So wishful thinking there from Sonny, but at least he's being helpful this time and not, oh, yeah. typical that you bloody stuff mm -hmm. up. 
So then we go back to the ranger station. Jerry and Mark are working on the chopper, which has a fuel blockage, they say. Matt comes over to see if he can help, but he's told, ah, no, look, that's not necessary. Steiner then comes over and asks Matt if he can post some letters for her. And he mentions, look, there's a letter here for Clancy as well. Do you know where she is? Steiner says that she'll tell Clancy when she's back. Matt asks where she's gone. And Steiner reveals that, yeah, she sent her to take pictures of the black swan. So it's really But it's not one of those things because Steiner is Clancy's babysitter now because she moved in with her last episode of The Caravan. Is this like when sometimes parents say, oh, just go out and list all the kings of England, you know, that you set missions for them just to distract them. Yeah, this was (laughs) pointless. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So Matt remarks that when he saw Clancy leaving with Sonny, she looked like the cat had swallowed the canary. What what does that mean? She just looks uh, like she's happy, cheerful? I'm assuming, yeah. like she's content. Cause, um, You're not choking then, because to swallow a canary <laughs> sounds like a... No, yeah. well, it's like obviously a cat that's satisfied. I always it's thought... It's eating a bird. It's, yeah, it's yeah. eating It's a very bird. Sylvester and Tweety. I guess this oh, is 30 years thought, after yeah. that came yeah. So we yeah. also get another opportunity here for Steiner to reveal that she sent camera away with the new camera because Matt's sort of like the new camera yeah. he did not the think that she'd let that out of her sights yeah. yeah so really enforcing that this is this is an expensive piece of equipment mm-hmm. but yeah. China she's not worried she's it's in good hands little does she know as we cut to the camera <laughs> not only now underwater but being attacked by an octopus <laughs> there's so, an octopus <laughs> and um it's sort of clearly a fish tank um <laughs> because you can see the um octopus's suckers go up on the side of the fish <laughs> Tank, yeah. so. I reckon well, they um, just walked into like a Chinese restaurant or something. That thing was eaten like 30 minutes later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there was, yeah, but it was a cool shot. Like I appreciated it because it was an octopus, you know, that's something different. Um, they could have yeah. just had fish, you know. Yeah. And if you're an octopus and a lens from 2011 turns up in your territory, you're going to mess it up. You know, that's that's yeah. an aggressive act. They're that's pretty like when smart. I'm, it might yeah. actually pick up the camera and start taking pictures of them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and develop the film and, and everything. Oh. <laughs> so we see Sonny and Clancy and Skippy. They get to the bottom of the mountain. They start wading into the water. Sonny says he's going to go after it. Clancy says, no, 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 I better do it. And Sonny essentially breaks away and he stubbornly says he's going to do it. So he dives in. There's a cut of the depth gauge at that point, which we see is currently at four foot. Yes. Well, it's four something. We don't know if that's feet, meters, miles. Foot. I'm, I'm okay, assuming good. it's foot because it was feet for a while, wasn't it? That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. And if it was four meters, it would be pretty high. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'm going to say probably feet. I don't know how tall Clancy is. They didn't specify. <laughs> yeah, she's actually seven meters. She's a giant. Because it was sort of <laughs> yeah. just um, around her, sort of above her waist at that point. So that yeah. maybe that's about four feet. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So Sunny comes back. He says he can't find the camera. Clancy says, look, she'll help. But Sunny warns her that, look, it gets deeper. So just watch out. And he goes underwater to keep looking. That's when we see Clancy wade in and she's walking over some fairly precarious rocks beneath the water. And eventually she trips on them like a girl and (laughs) cries out. And Sunny comes back and that's when we reveal that she's trapped. She can't get her foot out from where she's fallen between the rocks. So the drama has now kicked into high gear. Yes. Uh, Yeah, you ask, why didn't she just tread water like Sunny? Did they not teach treading water to girls back then what's going on <laughs> yeah they didn't, they didn't teach girls how to swim because they were too busy being put in the kitchen yes well exactly. they, yeah and she um i guess the thing is she's tall enough that she's just walking around anyway sunny has to swim yeah she got cocky so yeah. yeah she got we, cocky i think yeah 
We should reiterate again for those who have just joined us for the first time. We are not misogynists. This is this is a comment on commentary on the fact that this show is very much boys rule, girls suck. So, well, she is the one who gets in trouble. It's not Sunny, but although no. he did get knocked out that other, I don't know. Like it's it's a mixed bag sometimes, but yeah. yeah, like but it's usually a kid or an old person or a female. Yes. So yeah. continuing to show the ineptitude of a kid in this case, Sunny tries to get her free, but he can't. So he says he's going to go get some help. There's a zoom in of the water level marker this time, to yeah. which uh, Smart Sunny says it's just a pole. So it's up <laughs> yeah. to Clancy to actually tell him what you it really know is. This, as Ashwin's uh, already previously um, said, if unless it's in stick form, he doesn't. <laughs> yeah. They don't know anything. No. <laughs> no. So Clancy corrects him and says, "No, it's measuring the tide. The tide's coming in, and soon it'll be over our heads." Yeah, so, it's a tide marker. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Which I thought was really convenient to have a tide marker so close, <laughs> yeah. so she could tell um, how how uh, far she was going to die. Because <laughs> yeah. um, yeah. normally you wouldn't have that just on a random river. It very know. much turns into like a James Bond villain scene where that you know where she's about to be executed. It's yeah, it's got an yeah, awkward, it is. yeah, a, it, well, you know, danger it, to it. It was sort of literally a ticking pole, I guess. You know, yeah. like. <laughs> um, to you know, count down the um, her demise, but it gets pretty cool later on. Um, the way they sort of negate that, so yeah, and and it is it is actually a good point because that that ticking clock approach to storytelling, which builds suspense, is a tried and true method that works yes. really well. So they've adapted that here, and it's you know it works. Well, as I yeah. said, there's it's the the reason why it's there is because that's why it's there <laughs> yes. to basically give you a, give you a, you know a bit of a suspenseful because Clancy's constantly looking at it, you know. Yes. Yeah. So Sunny goes to Skippy, tells her he's off home to get help, and that she should keep watch on Clancy. Mm-hmm. So we see Sunny run off home, calling for his dad. Mark and Jerry, who are still working on the chopper, they come over and tell him that the dad's gone into town, so Matt's gone, and where's the fire? Yeah. He's running in so excited. And then he explains what the drama is, and now the brothers spring into action. So it's a big rock, Sunny emphasizes, but Jerry's like, don't worry, we'll get her out of it, so brothers to the rescue. We're back at the lake after that, and now we're at pretty close to five feet. Yeah. Mm. Mark yep. and Jerry, they jump into a speedboat at the jetty and they go off to find Clancy. Mark takes the opportunity to take his shirt off. So he's obviously no longer embarrassed like he was last week when Clancy saw him shirtless and he freaked out and ran away. Mm. Sunny runs back to her on land and we're, we go back to the lake and Skippy is now talking to Clancy, who isn't talking back this time. No. So she kind of looks sheepish. So I, I actually was wondering, is Skippy just like abusing her for being so stupid? Because I think so. Well, this is one of those episodes where Skippy contributed absolutely nothing to the rescue. No. She was almost a redundant character. So it wouldn't surprise me if she's just trash talking during that moment. I sort of thought that like too, where I was like, is he, is, is Skip giving fucking Clancy shit? And cause she was like, Ooh, Oh, yeah. <laughs> like her expression. Was like... And we've, and we've heard in a previous episode that Skippy did say bad words because Sonny was like, Oh, come on, Skippy, watch we, your mouth. We know yeah. she's got a potty mouth. Yeah. And they say, toward... they also and say that you are the average of the five people you hang around with. And she just hangs out with that little brat Sonny all day. Who's <laughs> always trash talking, always misogynistic. So she's probably picked up a lot of that as well. There was another theory that we had last week that, when Clancy's feelings were hurt and Skippy and Dr. Steiner were just watching. And Johnny, you were the one that said, it's like 
was this part of her plan? Does she enjoy tormenting these others? So maybe that's Skippy was, this was Skippy's plan all along. What we didn't see is earlier, she'd been there messing up the rocks to make them unstable. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all part of a devious plan come to oh, fruition. Yeah. Well, she did pick up some diving equipment in episode two. I wouldn't well, be surprised. Well, Skippy, was. Skippy was probably like, fuck you, me not doing anything this episode. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. like, I hope you drown. <laughs> so Sunny, meanwhile, comes back, says help is on the way. And that's when here's the boat. Tell Skippy to go alert them. So I guess she's trying to get her to help. Skippy nods her head up and down a few times. So I, I don't know. I'm guessing someone was behind her with <laughs> her hand was out of focus, mm. pushing her head up and down. But this is the weird thing, right? So Skippy nods her head up and down. Mark and Jerry, they've already sped the boat past, but then turn back and see them. So oh. someone had a theory earlier that Skippy was actually able, she was a telepath. <laughs> So no, they definitely thinking, weren't there. How else did they know? Well, no, no. I think what was implied, the way I took it down, was Sonny goes, you know, go after them along the riverbank to get their attention. Do you know what I mean? Like to hop by. Yes. And so she they takes off. Passed. They were way past. I know, they were way past. But I think this is where, like, you know, I guess they're like, suspend your disbelief with our dodgy editing. And then Mark looks back and sees Skippy hopping along the bank. Yeah. And then he sort of sees them waving in the water. So it was more the fact that Skippy nodding her head up and down and also going, red rum, and then suddenly <laughs> the turn back at that moment. Yeah. And then there was a conversation, yeah. of course, where he said, you got the shine in Skippy. <laughs> I think, yeah. I this think, also um, happened in um, the second or well, the last episode where they were looking for Clancy and suddenly Sonny turns back in the back of the car. This family just never trust their own judgment. They always look back after every major decision. And luckily, also, it they're also like fanging along the riverside. So like, no wonder they didn't see them yeah. waving. Cause I was just like, God. And also the other thing is like, shouldn't Sonny be on the shore being totally visible as well? I thought that was yeah. a bit silly. Yeah. Yeah. He was in he was like right next to um Clancy swimming. So yeah, it was just seemed a bit silly. Yeah. Well, like you said, it, it all worked out. So the boat turns back and stops. It makes huge waves, by the way, that seem more of a danger to Clancy. Like and when that boat stops. Yeah, I saw that. She's already neck deep in the water and the... Yeah, so it's pretty much up to her chin and yeah. she's uh struggling to breathe and the wake of the waves basically wash over her head so she gets yeah. Yeah. um waves in her face. You hear the cl- the clang of tinnies in the bottom of the boat that clearly they've been <laughs> drinking all of VB. So Mark jumps out with the pole and some snorkeling gear. He tries to dislodge the rock with the pole, but unable to do it, he gets back on the boat and tells Jerry they need more help. So Jerry asks Matt to take the wheel so he can take his shirt off, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) And so as they speed off, we see the water is now over the five-foot marker. But also they speed off without any communication of what they're doing. So everyone's like, what the hell? I thought that was sort of really Mark funny. Mark surprised, actually, that he sped off at that point. Because <laughs> yeah, I was just like, don't you want to just yell out saying, we'll be back? Like, yeah, just, well, just give just them a stick a, message. That's a little stick. Yeah, yeah, even, yeah, even you're throwing a, some sticks in the water. But like, even just like, oh, we'll be back. We're just going to get the diving stuff. But even just we'll be back would be enough. Yeah. Like, But Mark says we can't do it, immediately gets back into the boat, and they immediately drive right off. Yeah. With, with so Sonny going, would have been like, oh, I guess, I guess they've given up. Okay, like, bye. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. yeah. So Sonny, Sonny, meanwhile, has been treading water with Clancy. He spots some bamboo by the water's edge. So that's actually quite a smart thing to do. He goes over, cuts a piece of it off, swim, but swims back, gets it all to a nice, clean 
breathing apparatus status and then tells her to breathe through that, which she does. Yeah. Now, can yeah. I just say, they're in a national park. Is Bamboo an Australian nature? No, I was going to say. Yeah. I thought it was reeds, but then they weren't really in the water. So I think yeah. it was um, bamboo. And yeah, I don't think, yeah, bamboo's not native to Australia. There's no native bamboos. So um, yeah. it would have been a noxious species in there. Yeah, yeah but convenient at that but point. I was also yeah. going to say that's bamboo's another really cool example of Sonny's innate bushcraft um, where he's just able to pull that MacGyver ship and just be able to, like, save the day. Because he basically saves her life because yeah. they're not going to basically get there in time before it goes over her head. So she's got to use this thing for a good, like, couple of minutes before they can save her. And perhaps Sonny have a knife as well. No one's ever questioned why this little kid is carrying around a blade. I think that's because in the bush, you know, you need a knife. Like, no rules. yeah, who knows? Yeah. yeah. So, um, so we cut back to the house. Mark and Jerry get a scuba tank, and that's when they mention another ticking clock, which is there's only about twenty uh, minutes of air in it. And yep. Jerry says, yeah. "Look, it'll have to do because they have no no time to refill it." Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're now over Clancy's head when we're back at the lake. She's breathing through the bamboo. And yep. what makes things worse, and this was pretty cool, i got to tell you, we see a fin cut through the water. Yes. And yeah. then just in case you're thinking it might be a dolphin there to help, it's a shark. And we see it because yeah. there's an underwater shot of the shark. It seems to be coming right for them. Skippy sees it, comes over to get a better look, probably not to warn them, mind you. She doesn't make any sounds this time. She just no. comes over to have a watch. She's like, finally. Yeah, she's yeah. just sort of actively looking, I guess. Yeah, um, yeah. But I thought that was sort of interesting because we've got like three things now. We've got the tide coming up, 20 minutes of air, a shark now. Yes. And there's definitely a curious octopus as well. <laughs> he's, he's, he wants to just get that camera. A very yes. grabby. And also, do you guys ever think like maybe if, Sunny had cut a longer piece of reed. She could have just stayed there permanently. I did think that. Like, it was a very short yeah, piece of reed. Yeah, could I, have been there indefinitely, really. But I, yeah. I wonder, though, if there's a certain point when the air just can't travel up and out of the... Uh, you know no. what I mean? Like, you just end it's up breathing air, back in yeah, carbon yeah. dioxide. Also, so I, I was yeah. thinking that the guys came there in a boat, and surely they had some snorkeling gear. Yeah. Well, <laughs> what, what we see now, though, is that... But they we, do, yeah, they do come yeah. back with even something even better. Yeah. So, yeah. At the well, very least, they should have put down that porpoise camera from episode two so they could film the girl's death, you know, for a little <laughs> bit of a snuff video or something. <laughs> oh, Skippy wanted that. She was, meanwhile, just cutting her paw and dripping blood in the water to get the shark over. Yeah. As as possible, so. <laughs> exactly. Skippy could have posted this to her YouTube channel. <laughs> Yeah, Never had Sk- a good technology. Skippy was actually calling the shark. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, the the water we should point out at this point is now at seven foot, so well, yeah. well over ahead. So only the great Carly and maybe um, who else? The, Andre the Giant probably would have survived at this situation. Mm-hmm. Yes. So uh, thankfully, you know, no thanks to Skippy. When Mark and Jerry get back, Sonny tells them to be careful because he thinks he saw a shark, so he spotted it. There's lots of tense shots there as Mark and Jerry dive in, try to loosen the rocks again while the shark keeps coming. So it either was a mile away or it's just circling because it's been swimming for quite a while. There is Maybe a it's a female of... shark and has no sense of direction. Now, this is the thing. There's a lot of stock footage of this shark cutting back and forth and then Sonny sort of trying to yell at them as well. Yeah, well, he then freaks because he and he finally gets out of the water because he knows that there's a shark. Yeah, this is also about 13 years before Jaws. So is this the first shark predator scary I feel I was, I, yeah actually I was thinking that too like I was going this feels like pretty good in the respect of 
the way they've cut the scenes and then what eventually also happens, it's almost like yeah. Jaws 2. Yeah. And, um, and I'm guessing all that footage was probably supplied by Ron and Valerie Taylor. <laughs> like, they, they were the only ones probably shooting sharks back then. So, yeah, um, yeah no, I would not be surprised. And I feel like there is definitely a link there. Yeah. yeah. So, Jerry and Mark talk about how they need to hurry. And we're reminded again that the tank, which Clancy's now using instead of the bamboo, only had 20 minutes. We don't really know how much is left yet. They just remind us that it only had 20 minutes to start with. So, failing to do it by hand, getting the rock away, Jerry says that he'll try to use the boat to pull the rock off her foot. And there's a danger, of course, that she could be crushed by it, so that Mark really needs to stay there and assist. Sonny is shouting again, they've got to be careful because he's definitely seeing the shark. It's near the boat. We have more shots of the fin cutting through the water. It always looks cool, I've got to tell you. Like, mm. when you see a fin cutting through the water, it's just this primeval fear happens. I, I think yeah. they did uh, flip a few of those shots, though. <laughs> like, yes, just re yeah. redid them. Yeah. Redid them but yeah but we see jerry swimming back to the boat so more suspense now because we know the shark's near it and there's heaps of cutting back and forth between him and the shark really building that tension jerry makes it and then grabs a was it a flare i think it was a very old-fashioned flare and shoots it into the water at the shark and then we have a shot of the shark going nuts and then turning upside down so i was thinking wait on did they actually kill the shark like a shark that got shot and yeah. then they filmed a shark that was dying. Cause... Well, I don't know. It felt like overacting to me. Like That's, that's, that's probably why it was another 14 years before anyone booked a shark again. Tone it down, cinema. shark. You know, exactly. come on. Well, you don't have there's... to Tom Cruise it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or, or there's just a way to stun a shark without actually killing it. Because I don't know if it sort of swam off a little bit at the end or they literally killed it. But the thing is, I'm guessing this is stock footage worked in. So I don't yeah. think it was probably done for the show. I Anyway, that's my impression. Maybe Jerry could have handed that flare to Sonny so he could have identified his location at the start of the rescue rather than relying on telepathy. Mm. If he just had that flare, he could have shot that off. Said, hey. no, and, I, uh, and yeah, and there was so little Jaws shit there where he fires the flare gun and, the, and sorry, in Jaws 1, I got it mixed up with Jaws 2, he shoots the gun and yeah. shoots, you know, blows up Jaws. Yeah, so Mark really needed to say, smile, you son of a bitch, as he shot. Oh, no, it was Jerry, wasn't it? Jerry, yeah. yes. Jerry, yeah. Jerry yeah. needed to say that. And so he basically kills the shark. Yes. Yeah. It didn't explode, though. It just quietly cool. flipped over and died. Yes. Yeah. So Mark then gets the rope from the boat, ties it around the rock, and then swims back to the boat. Mark gives him the thumbs up, and Jerry drives the boat away. So it's a fairly heavy rock. We really get that <laughs> emphasized because fucking... that boat is struggling a lot. The rope it is, is super... fucking heavy-ass rock, and it's like, how'd she get her foot underneath a rock that heavy? It didn't look that big. Yeah. So no. anyway, it's a super heavy rock. The rope is really taut and the engine is revving like crazy, and it's just not working. So Mark goes back underwater, and now he also tries to help by pushing it, giving it uh, you know, a bit of a rock back and forth, no pun yep. intended, and finally the boat pulls it away, and Mark is able yeah. to push off the rest of the rocks and get her foot out. Then yeah, see... that was very tense. Yes. So rescued. We see a shot of Skippy on the water's edge, still watching. She doesn't look mm. particularly excited. I think no, she was actually yeah. disappointed. Jesus, because yeah. <laughs> It just makes me think that Skippy really is like, maybe she's the one that says there's no women allowed except Mother mm. Dearest. Yes. The reincarnated mother is all that's allowed. I know. Like a bad boy, tries... Bobby, sort of a controlling. <laughs> she tries to like... eliminate any women that are around. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, look, we never well, see her again used... after this episode. So, <laughs> yeah. I wonder if they also use the least talented Skippy. So they're like, she can't do any stunts. She can't do backflips. She can't do 
just get it to sit and watch. Well, the there, there is a little bit of a, a stunt that happens after that because everyone swims yeah. up to get on the boat and then we see Skippy leap off into the water so she can join them. I did have a look at that a couple of times. It didn't look like she was kicked off it. It looked like no. she literally jumped. That was a wide shot. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah. So she, she jumps off and I guess it's just insinuated that she jumps onto the boat from there as well. So Oh, yeah. and I want to say also because they all go to the boat and get on the boat. And I just want to say, Mark, he's got busy hands because, again, <laughs> when uh, Clancy is getting up on the boat, he can't help himself. He has to push her up from the crotch again. Yeah. yeah. And she was already on the boat at that point. Yeah, so she, was... she did not need help. That's what I noticed. <laughs> yeah. I was like, that's just too much. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so, but everyone's safe. That is everyone's the main safe. thing. Yeah. And then we get to the final scene. Steiner is putting a bandage around Clancy's foot and says she'll be okay in a day or two. And then you'll be able to get some real skin diving in, says Matt. And <laughs> I'm pretty sure skin diving is that nude. Yeah. That is yeah. nude, right? Yeah, I think so. that's what I thought. What a dirty old man. I know. <laughs> Funny. that man another Funny girlfriend. Man. It's been a while yeah. since your wife died. You need to just stop being creepy around <laughs> young girls. Yeah. Tell you who would have loved that one. No wonder he was a fan of Rolf Harris's song from the... I know. I well, he was in the Carry On film, so maybe that was him also, like, <laughs> doing a bit of stick there. Yeah. Yeah. So Clancy brings up the camera, and Sonny says, yep, we got it, and unwraps it from a newspaper where it looks rusted, like, completely <laughs> wrecked. Yeah. Um, because doesn't seawater pretty much ruin everything? So. Yes, yeah. We've been submerged for presumably a few hours at this point, so it's completely ruined. And Clancy's obviously upset, but Steiner reassures her that it can be fixed. Yep. Clancy then says she'll never borrow another thing as long as she lives. Matt then says, well, that won't be for very long if you do another repeat of today. So <laughs> another threat. <laughs> yeah. It's almost well, like if you ruin, ruin one more thing, you're dead. Yeah, you, yeah. you, you, you <laughs> broke the camera and you almost died, you stupid bitch. <laughs> that was pretty much what he was sort of saying. Mark has no time for whimsy at this moment. No, 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 no. But then Steiner says, oh, well, if no one else cares, Skippy's at least glad you're okay. So oh, what, what, does no one else care? I want to at least <laughs> analyse that last line because it's like she says, if no one else cares, at least Skippy is still pleased that you're still with us. And it's like, yeah. whoa. Well, that, that was my point before we get to the very last yeah. shot. My point yeah. was, why does no one else care? And the other thing that's like pretty obvious is that they do care. They've already shown they cared. They just spent all this time trying to rescue her. So, of course, they cared. I know. Well, it brings us back to the start of the episode. Didn't you say this writer has only written two episodes? Yeah. Like, he sucks. He's an amateur. He's just messed up a couple of lines. He's no Tarantino but when also, it comes to dialogue. Because that's a weird line. And, yeah. and also giving it to the, no, the non-natives english speaker yeah. <laughs> like it's it's like what was what were they trying to say there i don't understand like i understand it pays off but it's still like what a weird setup a way to set up that you could have just said yeah. oh look skippy's here to give you something i don't yeah. know anything or, or other just, than that we're all happy that you're okay especially skippy or something yes, but I think, yeah that would be way better <laughs> i think you're right though ashwin it's just it's a it's an amateur writer and they just threw a line in there they didn't actually think about what it implied or what the consequences were and there were a couple of times cruel. that happened where it just was poor writing yeah yeah i think so and no one pulled them up on it in the edit room no, well, yeah, it was, this stuff would have been made on the fly. Yeah, yeah, and Skippy took the day off with this episode, so she couldn't. <laughs> yeah, 
Yes. That made it a rework. But, well, speaking yeah. of, and we've alluded to this now, we then see a, a shot of Skippy bringing over a gift, which is some flowers. It looked mm-hmm. like she was really struggling. I guess you can't really hop and carry flowers at the same time. No. Little do they know that those flowers were filled with killer bees. <laughs> no, they were filled with spiders. Yeah. Um, <laughs> everyone laughs, and that's our that's our little sting at the end of the. But also, yeah. they're clearly strapped to Skippy's arms. Yes, because you know how kangaroos get down on their all fours. It was down there, and like it's sort of, you could see it wasn't attached to the paw; it was just attached to an arm. <laughs> yeah. um, but anyway, probably um, stapled on. Yeah, and they all <laughs> laughed. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's such pressure to end every episode with a laugh. I feel a bit of pressure when I'm watching the end of the episode. I was like, oh no, they're going to have to make us laugh again. It's it's hard <laughs> for these drama writers. Yes. I know. But then, well, I think that might be a sort of good segue into the thing. The we revelations. Were yeah, the revelations. This but, is um, good though, because this is, for those who have been listening, we've mm. repeatedly mentioned that we have question marks around how do they get Skippy to do certain do things. Stuff, Sometimes yeah. it looks like there's just dead paws on sticks. Mm. Sometimes it looks like they're just manipulating Skippy with their hands like the real kangaroo. Yep. So Johnny has got well, some answers hopefully, now. And this is under animal actors heading um, in Wikipedia and I'll probably just read it verbatim. But basically between nine and 15 kangaroos were used for each show. The for apparent each show? Dex- for each show. The apparent manual dexterity was often achieved by using separate arms uh, in the hands of humans' operators. So basically they were, you know, puppeteering a little <laughs> kangaroo, a kangaroo's hands. And yeah. this is what got me interesting because I never really thought about this and because it's total bullshit. Skippy's trademark noise was entirely fictional. Kangaroos make no such sounds, but some sort of sound was needed for the series, uh, you know, television, and someone came up with the idea of clicking their tongue to make that sound. To this day, many people believe kangaroos still make noises. To make Skippy's mouth move, supposedly creating, you know, vocalisations, production staff gave the kangaroo chocolate, chewing gum or grass. In some cases, this was bad. Elastic bands around the lower jaw. And so there's a quote here saying, like people, some kangaroos are brighter than others, said producer Dennis Hill. Nonetheless, there are limits to what you can get a kangaroo to do. Often the actors could be noticed patting the kangaroo to get her to move or holding her, prevent, we've seen that when they were on the road, uh, prevent her from moving. Um, okay, this is this is where the true revelation Kangaroo pour bottle openers of a type that could be purchased at any souvenir shop or utilised for the close-up scenes for Skippy opening doors or picking up objects. Mm, that's there why she go. looks dead often. Yeah, so, but I, we were right in the respect of sometimes it's live hands for the articulation, for probably the pianos and stuff like that, and then yeah. ob- and also the actual shots that they needed Skippy to be there. Um, And then the kangaroo paws were used for the more elaborate stuff, I'm guessing. And then there's also a stuffed kangaroo from a taxidermist was used from scenes from behind. You know, I was barely sure on that. Or when Skippy was required to jump into a confined space such as a helicopter. Mm. (laughs) So they just threw a dead kangaroo in there. (laughs) A menagerie of other animals and birds were utilised for the show, including dingoes, possums, emus, galahs and koalas, all trained and managed by Scotty Denholm, so it's his fault. Uh, a former New South Wales police dog trainer. Oh God, uh, that's why there was so many dogs in there. With yeah, those like, German shepherds. Really. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. That is the whole Wikipedia thing that we should have probably read at the start, but you know, better late than never. 
Good to know. I didn't know kangaroos would eat chocolate, and I don't know about the gum either. Like elastic I bands thought that and gum. Healthy. No. no. No, this is why they needed nine to 15 kangaroos because so many of them choked or died. Yeah, they just had all died of gut problems. Um, And yeah, grass surely would have been the healthiest. But anyway. Let's wrap this up by giving our gum leaves out of five. Ashwin, do you want to go first? I struggled to push this beyond three gum leaves. I didn't find, as I was going through this, I wasn't making as many notes as the other episodes. So maybe it just wasn't grabbing me quite as much. I like Mother Nature as danger. Um, It was quite threatening the way Clancy's life was at stake. So there was drama there, but I just need to save space for Skippy Gold. So I'm going to give it three gum leaves. Okay. What about you, Johnny? Well, look, I initially was going to give it 2.7 or something, but then I went, no, because it does have actually, thinking about it, it does have um, the shark and the um, tide coming in. So, like, there is quite a bit there. I just don't think it was executed the best. Um, maybe it was the way they set it up. But I, I'll give it – I think I'll go the same as Ashwin and give it a, just a three because I think it was pretty solid. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm actually going to go a bit higher. I'm going to give it a 3.25. And that's, that's because I like the idea of it. I, the fact that there was a shark in there I think made it yep. cool. There was a ticking clock. I have to take off points because the writing was not good. <laughs> but at the same time, I also want to give it a bit of a sentimental extra nudge because we know it's the last time we're going to see Steiner. Yeah, so, that was that's sad, yeah. And and also we had no. Clancy. So we had two females, three if you include Skippy, or more like 30 if you include all the Skippies. So for that reason, I'm going to go 3.25. Yeah, no. right, so episode 11 next week. What are we going to be talking about, Johnny? Okay. Sunny. Oh, sorry, sorry. The episode name is Can You Keep a Secret? Oh. <laughs> Sunny is bored and goes to his secret cave, which we've seen before, with Clancy. Uh-oh. Um, but when <laughs> they get there, there is an escaped convict waiting for them who holds Clancy hostage. Jesus. Um, he forces Sunny to get food and clothes for him later. When the convict tries to escape from the park, well, I won't get into it, but um, this is a very 1788 storyline. I'm quite looking forward to this. <laughs> yeah, this is awesome. Like, I can't wait for this one. Yeah. Um, All right, excellent. So, join us next week, everyone, where we take you through that episode. I'm Lee, and with me for this episode has been Johnny. Thank you, and Ashwin. Thanks, guys. See ya. See ya. Yeah. <laughs>